0: Cool.
1: Welcome to the Scale with Tech and AI Growth Lab podcast. I am your host, Jay Farr at Tech Fusion Systems. Our guest is John Cobb at John Cobb Coaching. John, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you very much. It's good to be here.
1: Hey, my pleasure. So, can you kick us off? Give us an overview of John Cobb Coaching and uh, what you do.
0: Yeah, thanks. I started out a few years ago in business organization transformation and A big part of the work that I did there was HR transformation and helping companies decide how they should hire and who they should hire, what their objectives should be. And so I got to learn that process behind the scenes in the hiring departments and HR of these companies, up and down Fortune 500, private equity, venture backed. And I take that now and I help people on their career journey, people that are stuck in their job search and help them understand what companies are really looking for. How to stand out and get hired faster. So that's a big part of my work. I also do a lot of life coaching and business coaching. I work with businesses directly. Um, and so that's been really rewarding for me. I've been moving from the business side to coaching individual people and helping them be successful just based on what I've learned in my journey about the balance between work and your career and your personal life and your family. I have four kids, uh, I've worked in a lot of different industries. So I think that's my perspective has been helpful for a lot of people. And uh, I, I just love helping them find that balance and find the opportunities they deserve.
1: So that's interesting. So you started out in your corporate career working for companies, helping them hire, and then you jumped on the other side and helped individuals find uh, the best placements for them with your knowledge of, from both sides.
0: Exactly, yeah, I've, I've been in a lot of people's shoes. Started out after the Marine Corps. I was essentially homeless, living out of my car for a while. I did not understand this job search process. I didn't know what I didn't know and I didn't have anybody to help me. And so it's very rewarding for me to be in a position where I can help other people now. And I had to figure it out along the way. So I realized no matter how good I could be at the job, it didn't matter if I couldn't prove it to get the job. And so now I help people who might be an expert in their field. They might be fantastic at the work, but I help them get the opportunity Uh, Because it's a very different skill set to get hired than it is to do the job. And a lot of people don't realize that. So once they have gotten the help through the process, then they get the opportunity. They get the pay they deserve. They find the right fit. That's a big part of my work, too. Make sure you get the opportunity that makes sense for you and your goals and your lifestyle. And so I've, I've really enjoyed doing that because I remember when I did not have these opportunities,
1: yeah, that's interesting that you said that because I remember it has been a long time since I've looked for a job, but I remember finding out that it's a different skill than actually doing the job. It's a very different skill, and it's unfair because most professionals don't spend a lot of time doing job searching and getting jobs. They find a great job. They stay there for some extended period of time, and so it's not a very frequent thing. The skill level usually isn't there. It's so like entrepreneurs, they go and start a business and they realize it's a lot more about marketing and sales than they had envisioned. I, it's a similar yeah. thing. That's
0: a very good comparison. I talk to people all the time who have been with the company for 20 years. They're a VP and they say, I've been leading a thousand people or 5,000 people around the world, whatever it is, uh, I should be able to get a job, no problem, but they've been off the job market for 20 years and they are very rusty. Their resume is not up to date. Uh, They haven't interviewed for a long time. They're not used to telling stories about how they got to where they are and justifying the accomplishments that they've had in their career. So uh, having support and following a proven structured process is really helpful for people because let's say somebody gets, gets laid off, they're trying to reinvent the wheel if they do it on their own. And that takes a lot of time They spend three or four months on the job search, job market, they get frustrated, they start making more mistakes and it spirals downhill instead of following a proven process from day one that will save them a lot of stress.
1: Yeah, it's a very emotional process too, right? When you're out Absolutely. there looking for a job, you don't have one, your money's running out. You don't know when you're going to get a job. You don't know how good it's going to be. And even if you get an offer, you don't know, should I take it or should I hold out for something that I really think I'm a better fit for? And so it's a really a crazy process. And it's, it's, I think, very not advantageous to do it on your own, as you were saying. So it's interesting you have a very standardized, uh, proven approach and system for people to really find an opportunity that fits them best. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: So I I like what you said about not doing it on your own. That's something that I tell people, whether you work with me or not, whatever challenge you're facing, job search related, personal, trying to get promoted, whatever problem it is, don't do it on your own. Find a mentor, find a coach, watch a YouTube video, watch a podcast of somebody that can help you through that process. But don't try and do everything on your own. That's how you get stuck in your job search or whatever it is. But back to my process, I begin by zooming out and really challenging people to think about what makes the most sense for them. I have an assessment, I have a list of questions I ask them to help them think about the type of career they want to have, the type of work they want to do, what specific activities are good for them, the results they want in their career. And once they've gotten clarity on their vision, then they can identify the companies and the opportunities and the job functions that make the most sense for them. And that's gonna help them be more successful in the long run and find the right company that uh, they're gonna be happy at. And then we focus on getting your materials ready, getting your resume in a good place, getting your LinkedIn up to speed, uh, having your cover letters ready, and how to tailor those quickly so that you're not retyping your entire cover letter, redoing your entire resume every time you apply, or not tailoring them at all, and then you're sending a generic version of something that is not going to catch anyone's attention. So we get the strategy right, the perspective right, the clarity for your vision, we get your materials, where they need to be to submit quality applications, and then we focus on networking. And it's really important that you network before you apply, because if you apply and you don't have a referral and you get rejected, a lot of times you can't reapply for three months or six months. And so you're burning your opportunities at maybe some of the places that you really want to work. So we're going to network. You're going to build those relationships, hopefully get a referral. And that all goes back to trust because companies hire the people that they trust the most, And in order to build that trust, you have to have relationships, whether you have a referral or not, just being able to say that you talked to a few people at that company is going to help them understand that you're serious about them. You really are interested and you're putting in the effort and that's, what's going to help you stand out. So strategy, documentation, preparation, networking, then we start to apply and we get your stories right. You want to have your stories down as part of your networking process and interviewing. What are the points you want to make? How are you going to demonstrate what you've done in the past that really worked and how effective you've been? And then the interview prep, going into an interview and being ready to tell those stories, uh, being prepared for specific questions, having your questions ready. And then when you do get the offer or offers, we get a lot of people with multiple offers, negotiating those effectively to get what you deserve. And a lot of people are really shy about negotiating. And just one more story for you on this question. Uh, I was coaching two people who got offers from the same company at the same time, ironically. And I challenged both of them to negotiate. And one of them did and one of them did not, unfortunately. One of them got an extra $40,000 a year just because they asked. And they actually built more trust through that process by asking the right way than the person that didn't. So... Negotiating that whole process, having someone, having the templates, I give people templates, really helps them. Every step of the way. So you're not doing it alone.
1: So that's an insane amount of steps and and a long list. That's a long list of skills. Before you even got to the negotiating part, which probably scared the hell out of most people, (laughs) that was already a list too long for me. I wouldn't want to do it again unless I had to. And I do remember the last time I did go out and find a job and it took me two months and this was six days a week, eight to 10 hours a day. Of yeah, work. And it was, I probably didn't do it the best way for sure, but I did what I knew and I sh- it, I wish I would have had a coach to help me do that. But, and I want to just jump back to earlier on, you mentioned the story of how you got involved and got passionate about helping people find the right employment opportunity. You said something about getting out of the Marine Corps and being, I believe you said homeless for a, a stint of time. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how did you go from being homeless, going through a tough time to becoming this expert who goes out and helps other people find opportunities?
0: Yeah, thanks for asking. But you really nailed it earlier when you said it's an emotional process because uh, you feel like you hit rock bottom when you're unemployed, whether you've been fired or laid off, whatever led to you looking for a new job. Maybe you're frustrated with your current work situation. It's really an emotional, spiritual uh, challenge. So I left the Marine Corps and had no idea what it took to go to college or to get uh, a great job. Nobody in my family had ever graduated from college before. So I left the Marine Corps and I was great at doing Marine Corps things, right? I could take an entire machine gun apart and put it back together, literally blindfolded in less than a minute. And for some reason, companies didn't care about that. So I had no marketable skills. I had never, literally never worked in an office environment before.
1: I would love it if someone brought their machine gun to an interview with me and did that. I would be so impressed, but I'm a rare person. So yeah. I wouldn't recommend it probably most of the time.
0: Usually frowned upon to take machine guns to interviews. No, that's- <laughs> I was good at what I did. And I had confidence that I could be good at learning something new, but I didn't have any marketable skills to put on my resume or anything like that. I thought I had a job lined up, got out of the military, got out of the Marine Corps. That job ended up not working out. And I realized, man, I've got to figure out this process. And so I went on this journey to study, to learn as much as I could. I went back to school, uh, started out at community colleges and worked my way up from there. Graduated from Vanguard University in Southern California, which is a a small uh, school in Orange County. And uh, got the chance to go to a graduate certificate program at Stanford and then did my MBA at Vanderbilt, ended up going to Harvard to do my master in public administration there. And so I put these incremental efforts in, learned along the way and got better and better at the application process, which helped me with not only jobs, but also school. And so I became an expert in the application process and what it takes to perfect your resume to be ready for an interview things like that and now i'm able to help other people but i i didn't have anyone to help me back then so that's interesting
1: what i hear about your story is that you had a job lined up you got out of the out of the marine corps it didn't work out and then you went to school and to college and went down this went into this mission of becoming an expert at getting a job let me ask you a question like when you got out of the military And that job didn't work out and you realized it was really hard to get a job and it wasn't working out. Did that rub you the wrong way to send you down this this very serious endeavor to become not only good enough to get a job, but very good at it?
0: Yeah, I hit rock bottom in my own way because I had gone from being on a scout sniper team in a leadership position in the United States Marine Corps combat veteran uh, elite in some sense where I felt invincible to a degree. And I went from a place of some relative respect to being homeless and unemployed. And it was like somebody pulled the rug out from under me and it chips away at your self-confidence when you get rejected over and over. Nobody appreciates what you could bring to the table. And that was my rock bottom. And I came across a a video by Greg Plitt and Les Brown, who've had a huge impact on my life. And basically, uh, I was challenged to ask the question, what if I tested myself and I saw what was possible? And I really tried and I didn't stop. And that curiosity put me on a journey to see what I was capable of, to see how far I could go. And that journey never stopped. It didn't happen overnight. I didn't go straight from high school dropout uh, and homeless to graduating from Harvard, but I, I went to nine different schools over my journey and that might be ridiculous. Somebody much smarter than me probably would have gotten straight to a top school, but I got there because of grit and just that curiosity to see what was possible. And to bring that back around, I work with a lot of people who feel stuck in their careers And I challenge them in the same way to be curious about what's out there, because you don't have to stay in a terrible work situation. You don't have to work for a bad boss for the rest of your life. You need to learn about the job search process so that you have the confidence to go out there and see what's available. And you might be surprised what opportunities are there that you didn't think would uh, be available to you, but you got to try
1: I like how you put that, like the, your reality today doesn't have to be your reality tomorrow, right? You can learn the skills that you don't have to get a better job or to get the job that's the right fit for you. And let's, and so that's how you, but you didn't start out there. You started out on the corporate side. So that's interesting, right? You got really good at being able to get a job and the whole process and all the steps in there and all the skills required. And then you went right to corporate on the HR side
0: yeah, while well, I was going back to school for a while, i I was working non-corporate jobs, I'd say. When I went to Vanderbilt for my MBA, I got an internship with Deloitte Consulting. And that was the first time I really <laughs> worked in an office environment. Here I am a management consultant and an MBA intern. And it was the first time I, I worked in an office environment, but figured it out from there and learned quickly. yeah, it, it was an eye-opening experience. And I had experience at that point from, the military from uh, non-corporate work that I had done. And I was able to take that into account and compare it to the way that these organizations were run and then help them see things differently because I had worked in multiple different industries. And you get a lot of people who stay in the same company for 20 years. They don't know how it's done anywhere else. I've worked with, I don't know, dozens of companies at this point across tech and healthcare and supply chain management and, and everything. So I understand that there are different ways to do things and I've been able to take the best uh, from each of those to help people.
1: Your different experiences from the people at the company that you worked for was an asset, right? And uh, sometimes those people can get, what would you call it, tunnel vision or uh, you can't see the the forest from the trees. Uh, They don't know what they don't know. Yeah, Yeah,
0: they don't know what they don't know. And that's so um, important for people to find out if there are things they don't know. Because that's part of being stuck. Whether you're a leader, you don't know how it's done at other companies, or you're doing a job search and you don't know what you're doing wrong, you've got to talk to somebody that can help fill in the the picture that you don't see.
1: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you have, I I think this is a new course you have coming out, Job Search Accelerator. Is that the one?
0: Yeah. So I, I love helping people. I can't do it for free. I can't help everybody for free though. And the last thing I want to do is charge everyone thousands of dollars for one-on-one coaching to help them get hired as effective as that return on investment is. So I've developed a course. It's a little over two hours of step-by-step videos to walk you through each of these steps of the process to make it as efficient as possible. And so you go through the course videos, you go through the exercise, you follow the worksheet, And it helps you do this job search in the lowest stress way. Make sure you've got your resume buttoned up, your LinkedIn, cover letters or headache. Nobody likes doing cover letters. We make that as easy as possible. You follow the template, you fill it out, and then use the networking templates. And then follow the, the process to apply and to interview and to negotiate. And so it is the streamlined approach to tell you everything that you need to know to solve most of the problems that people have that get them stuck. But when people do it on their own, it takes them a month to figure out what they're doing wrong with their resume. And then another month to figure out what they're doing wrong with networking. And then another month to figure out why they're not passing their first interview. And uh, we have condensed that into the simplest approach to help people get through their job search as quickly as possible and get the right job that they deserve.
1: I'm glad you brought up the time uh, concern because you don't want to wait months and months to learn all these skills the hard way on your own because time is kind of your enemy when you're in this position. And so your course will streamline that and help people do everything they need to do in a much more efficient way.
0: Yeah, time's huge. If you get the rug pulled out from under you when you're living off credit cards, every day matters financially as well as just the, the mental stress and the emotional stress of being unemployed. Even if you have savings, it's really stressful to not know what's next, to not know when you're going to get your next paycheck. So we want to make this as easy for people as possible. And I think the course does it in a really cost effective way.
1: Yeah, that sounds amazing. And they can get this on your website, johncobbcoaching.com.
0: Yeah, the links in the shop is available for pre-order right now. It'll be available by the middle of October. I'm still shooting for October 1st, but might have some polishing work left to do. So that's available at johncobcoaching.com. And that'll be 150. I know a lot of people that charge way more than that just for a resume review. I charge a lot more than that for a resume review, but uh, I want to help as many people as possible.
1: Yeah, that's a very attractive pricing. It's interesting you you made it available to everyone and that's johncobcoaching.com all the way up top right in the shop. Easy to get to, so if anyone's out there struggling through that process, grab this, grab this course, and it's really going to help you out.
0: I I hope people do it before they struggle. (laughs) I just had somebody tell me, "Man, I wish I'd done this three months ago or six months ago." And even if you're not looking for a job yet, like just having the confidence and understanding the process can help you realize what your options are before you get to that point where you need to look or you have to quit your job or whatever it is.
1: Right. And are you still doing one-on-one, I guess, coaching for high-level individuals, high-level individuals, I'm guessing?
0: Yeah, most of the people I work with are six-figure income professionals. I do a lot of one-on-one coaching as well right now. And that's super effective, especially if you have a unique circumstance. I work with a lot of people one-on-one who are later in their careers, I'll say, who are very concerned about age discrimination. I work with people who have been out of the job market for a while, for whatever reason, they've got gaps on their resume, anything like that. Military transition, I help a lot of vets. That's important to me, of course. So those people have more specific needs and we just, we work through that. But I encourage people to go through the course. If that doesn't answer your questions, then I'm certainly happy to help you one-on-one.
1: Awesome. So they do have some access to you if they get stuck and they need it.
0: Absolutely. And I work with a lot of people online too, through LinkedIn, So love to connect with everybody on LinkedIn, but always putting out resources and tips to help people in their job search there as well.
1: Awesome, so connect with you on uh, LinkedIn, that's John Cobb. And you've shifted into kind of a new realm of, I don't know what you wanna call it, transformational coaching, life coaching, success coaching. you wanna tell us a little bit about that and like why the move?
0: Yeah, our careers, our work is such an important part of who we are, but it's really hard to maintain that balance. And as a father, I have four daughters. So for me to have a career, now be an entrepreneur and balance the work, which never ends. There's an infinite amount of work that you can do, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work for any company out there. To balance that work and your fitness and your family takes a lot of careful thought. And I wish that I had a coach early in my career. Uh, A few years ago, I worked with a coach for the first time. Uh, Tony Robbins, peak performance coach, had a huge impact on me. And so I have learned from that process. uh, Career is very important, but you have to put everything into balance. And so I do a lot of that life transformation coaching with people as well, mindset coaching, whatever you want to call it, but putting things in perspective, challenging them to develop the habits and the mindsets that are going to help them have a well-balanced life because it's the one area of life that you ignore That is going to sneak up on you and destroy you. You can't, you know, optimize for your career and forget about your health. You can't only think about your family and not think about how you're going to feed them too. So we have to put all these things into perspective and just having somebody to bounce ideas off of and give you resources. I do a lot of telling people, Hey, you should watch this video. You should read this article. That's really helpful. Everybody needs somebody to talk to whether you see a therapist or not, you got to have somebody that you can talk to that's going to help you through the challenges in life. And I've been lucky enough to do that for a lot of people with their career challenges, as well as their personal and relationship challenges.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. You talk about balance and I hear people talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. I hear it said a lot. I hear, and I see a lot of blog posts about it. I think it's something that's very easy to talk about and say, but it's something that's, it's quite challenging to do, isn't it?
0: It is very challenging. I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Somebody asked me what the definition of success was. And I said, balance, because it's easy to do one thing. It's really hard to do everything. And there are certainly sacrifices you have to make. So I've walked away from jobs because they hit my red line of what was acceptable for me to be available for my family. And I I walked away without having any safety net. And maybe that was irresponsible of me, but I'm glad I did because it always led to something better. And so over time, I've raised my standard of what I expect for my family and for my health and fitness and my career. And raising that standard has always been the right decision even though it was extremely hard in the short term. So that's the question, right? When is it the right time to um, make a change in your career, in your life? How do you balance things? And there are gonna be different seasons too. You're gonna have a season where you've gotta work really hard. I went to school full-time while I was working full-time. That was pretty tough. But you have to balance those seasons too.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I love how you brought up raise your standards and Tony Robbins does say that, and I, I love that. I think people should say that more. I think that we should talk about that more because I think it's such a great way to force yourself to improve upon what's going on in your life in all the different areas, like you've talked about professional, family, yep. personal, health, fitness, all of these different things. your
0: are your like yeah. I want to keep growing in every area. I want to continuously raise my standards in every aspect of my life. That's my goal. Sometimes you're focused on one more than the other, but ideally I'll, I'll keep improving my fitness and my health throughout my life and get better at work and better at balance. So I'm just trying to not ignore anything because it's the weak link that I see people really struggle with that, that holds them back in the long run.
1: Yeah. Oftentimes I feel like one of those guys at the circus on the unicycle juggling everything. You ever feel like that? And you're trying to keep everything in the air. I think everybody feels that way sometimes. So I think balance is tough. And I think, like you said, we have different seasons where we might prioritize one thing over another thing. And then another season where we might change that priority. Right.
0: Yeah. It was a lot easier for me to put in long hours or go to school while working before I had kids. I've got four daughters now. And so my priorities have had to shift and I've given up on opportunities. I've walked away from speaking opportunities and things that were great because I needed to maintain that balance for my family. That's the challenge. And that's a lot of what I do with coaching is ask people, what are you saying no to? Where are you drawing the line? Did you actually set a boundary? Did you say you were going to set a boundary and then change that boundary as soon as your boss told you you need to come in on Saturday morning or something? Accountability is a big part of it. And for the career search as well, right? A lot of people are not comfortable with networking. You have to cold outreach to people on LinkedIn and there's a right way to do it. And I give people a formula that helps them do that and feel more comfortable about it. But people come back and say, this felt wrong the first time. And after they've done it a few times, they say, it's not that bad. I'm just asking somebody like, hey, I'm applying to your company. Would you mind chatting with me for a few minutes? It's not a big deal, but you need an accountability partner to push you Because everybody knows they should network, but most people do not network half as much as they should in their job search. And so for me to jump on a call and be like, how many people did you reach out to this week? That's a game changer.
1: Yeah. How many people? I like that. I like that number. Give me something measurable. Remember Brian Tracy, if you remember him. Oh, uh, yeah. Jim Rohn was Tony Robbins' mentor, and Brian Tracy was an older fella, kind of of the same uh, age. And he used to talk about sales reporting and getting sales reports from his, his staff. And he'd he'd say, how many calls did you make? And they would start to give him a story and he'd say, stop, there's only enough room for a number. (laughs) So I love that old analogy from Brian. There's only enough room for a number, not enough room for a story.
0: Yeah. Brian Tracy's fantastic. Jim Rohn, man. You can never listen to enough Jim Rohn on YouTube. Les Brown too. I, I said, I was very inspired by Les Brown. Got to meet him last year. And those are the types of voices that you need in your life. that are going to help you believe in yourself and help you get unstuck and just challenge yourself to see what's possible.
1: You're definitely a lifelong learner and I am too. I'm so passionate about it. Now you're, you're doing a lot of coaching and you're helping people in their lives and all the dif- different areas of their life. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your coaching and what you're helping people do and the types of people that you're working with?
0: Yeah, it's amazing how many different types of scenarios And challenges that people have that i get to help them with there are people struggling with addiction there are people who have confidence problems i talk to executives who are terrified to speak in public that's been really interesting candidly from the people that i've worked with so many people have imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. it's shocking ceos hyper successful people that you would not think have a shred of self-doubt In their mind, are really struggling with imposter syndrome, and the reason for that is because they're doing things they've never done before. If you're a a really successful person um, or someone who's challenging themselves to grow, you're going to constantly be on the edge of your comfort zone and your competence zone, learning new things. And yes, you're doing something you've never done before. That's okay. But confidence coaching is a huge part of what I do, teaching people to give themselves a break, to forgive themselves for the mistakes they've made in the past, to let go of something that happened to them. There's tough stuff that people are navigating mentally and spiritually and emotionally. And it's really rewarding to see people overcome something that has been holding them back. I got to help somebody uh, a while ago, get out of an arranged marriage (laughs) that, that her parents had planned for her, and help her find a way to build her own life and what she wanted to do. And so it's really cool to see just like the way that people face these challenges, they feel stuck, and then to show them that there is a way that they can take control.
1: Yeah, that's it's interesting that, that you exciting. say that. Yeah, no, it, it is really exciting. It's amazing that you're doing that. And honestly, I think The problems that some of the problems you described that a lot of people have, I think it's so much more prevalent than people let on. I think everyone, when they have these problems, they keep it inside they hide behind their face with it. And even people close to them sometimes don't know about it. Right. Sometimes they don't even know. Sometimes they just know they're stuck, but they don't know why. And so if, if someone's stuck and they, and they don't know why, like you were saying before, you don't know what you don't know, it sometimes takes an outside point of view. Identify that, but then when that person hears you say it, it usually they, they go, Oh, yeah, like it's obvious now. Does that happen a lot?
0: We get stuck in our thought patterns, we have a certain inertia for our situations and the way that we respond, and it takes an outside force to change that inertia. And that's what a coach does a good coach, or a friend, or a mentor. It takes that outside force to help them change direction. And really the underlying principle for all of this is psychology. You could call me a mindset coach or whatever success coach, but it's all based in psychology. And there's so much of my course for the job search accelerator that is based in psychology. How do you build a relationship and build trust with someone during an interview? You've got 30 minutes to convince this person that they should give you $200,000 a year. You better be good at psychology. You better have some good uh, Jedi skills. Um, and if you're gonna overcome an addiction, it comes back to mindset too in the psychology and understanding what mental prisons you are trapped in and breaking out of those. It, even just identifying that you are stuck, a coach can be really helpful with because a lot of people don't realize that they're stuck and uh realizing that is the first step.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh so mindset, everything starts in the mind, right?
0: Absolutely. It's the most powerful supercomputer weapon in the world.
1: Amazing. And how do people talk to you or find out about your coaching services?
0: Yeah, a lot of referrals at this point, just from people I've worked with in the past and LinkedIn. I'm mostly active on LinkedIn. I'll pick up Instagram one of these days, but uh, I really enjoyed the, the LinkedIn community. There's a large group of people there that are really dedicated to self-improvement and growth. So very positive community to. Uh, based on my experience versus like a Twitter
1: yeah anyway. yeah I I totally agree yeah I've experienced the same thing it's just amazing meeting so many different people on LinkedIn and it's amazing to meet so many like-minded people that you know have a mission of improvement and helping others yeah. and it really yeah. is almost overwhelming so yeah I love LinkedIn for the same reason yeah um,
0: and and I've switched careers. I've worked with a lot of different companies through consulting. So I have met a lot of people through just spending a few months at Microsoft as a consultant. Uh, That was my first client, uh, which is an interesting story, but starting there and then moving over to healthcare and just like tapping into these different circles of people and seeing what's working for each of them uh, has helped me meet a lot of people and uh, start coaching people through that too.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all that. A lot of amazing kind of top level stuff there.
0: Thank you very much. Like I said, it all comes back to my story. Having been stuck, having hit my own rock bottom, I want to help people avoid that. And the people that I did have those micro mentors, those people that maybe just a passing conversation. uh, I remember somebody I sat next to on a plane who told me something that was life-changing I was talking about having kids with this random person on a plane said, if you wait till you're ready, you never will. And I thought, man, and uh, we had a kid shortly after that, <laughs> but that led to me starting my business too. this random person on a plane said, Hey, if you wait till you're ready, you never will. And I remember that really stuck with me. So those micro mentors had a huge impact on me. And if I can have that type of change in someone else's life to help them retake control, to find out what they're capable of, to believe in themselves enough to take the first step towards starting a business or overcoming an addiction or getting a new job, I will do whatever it takes to help that person.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Some people, sometimes they just need a push, right? Because the unknown is a little scary for everyone. I think it's, I think the unknown is scary for everyone. It's just changing your mindset to say, it's a little bit scary, but I'm going to do it anyway, right? Because the, the benefits outweigh the risk.
0: It all comes back to faith. And one of the things that Les Brown said that I really loved, he said, most people would choose known hells over unknown heavens. So if you're not happy where you are, you have to have faith that there's something better out there and that there's a good chance you're going to find it. And I have been in this game long enough to realize there is unlimited opportunity out there in the world of entrepreneurship, in the world of looking for a new job, uh, whatever it is, there is so much opportunity, but you have to leave where you are to see it most of the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's well said. If you're stuck in this in this kind of circle, this pattern that you're in, you, mm-hmm. you can't break out to see what else is out there. And so you, you got to jump sometimes, right?
0: You, you got to jump. You're never going to know without taking the leap of faith. I think faith is the deciding factor in most people's lives. You're living with faith or without it. And I see it when I talk to people, some people are just not ready to take the leap of faith and some people are, and it's pretty cool to see what somebody does and they believe in themselves enough to try.
1: Yeah. it's really interesting. I, I love the way that you see that from the faith point of view and their mindset and where they're at and then what they're ready for and maybe what they're not ready for, and then know how, if they're not ready, how to get them there. What kind of advice would you give anyone who feels like they're stuck They feel like things aren't really working out enough the the way that they thought. What are some first steps that they should do?
0: We talked about not doing it on your own, finding someone to talk to. That's huge. Hopefully somebody that has more experience than you and is going to give you good advice because there's a lot of bad advice out there I see. The second thing is getting comfortable with your own thoughts and not avoiding the situation. I was talking to someone the other day, I picked them up from the airport and we were driving back and he said, why aren't you listening to music? And I I thought about that for a minute. I thought, what a weird question. Like, why should I default to filling the noise with a distraction? Uh, Maybe I'm crazy for not listening to music all the time. I don't know, but we have to be comfortable with our own thoughts. And I see a lot of people, I coach people who are constantly in a state of multitasking and distraction. And you have to get comfortable with your own thoughts to realize when you're stuck, to process what's going on. I really recommend journaling to people. I think it's an incredibly powerful tool to channel your thoughts, to realize what's working for you, what's not working for you. And if you aren't journaling, you might not see what issues you're facing every day that are driving you crazy. But I guarantee you, if you journal for three months straight and then you go back and look at what you wrote, you'll realize, man, I wrote, 20 times how frustrated I was that I ate something I wasn't supposed to. Am I going to keep doing that? Or am I going to, am I going to learn from that and change what I'm doing? Or you look back and say, for the last five years, I've been frustrated in this job. (laughs) Something's got to change. So get comfortable with your thoughts, go for a walk, turn the music off, turn the TV off, start journaling and just begin to process things in a very clear way. I think that would help a lot of people.
1: I think that's the best advice that that you could have given us. So I appreciate that very much. John Cobb Coaching, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
0: Thank you very much. Have a good one.